This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to the pregame edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and the Arizona Wildcats have a home game this weekend against the San Diego State Aztecs. Can Arizona do it? Can it end a losing streak that has gone for over 700 days? The last time Arizona won was blank. You probably have to look it up. Which, you know, generally speaking... Uh, isn't a very good thing, but I went on this podcast last time. I believe it was actually the Sunday podcast when I broke down the BYU loss, and I said Arizona is going to win this game, and I'm sticking to it. I'm putting it out there on the internet, on the podcast, in the world. Feeling really good today. Just won a thousand dollars gambling. The first day that Arizona gambling is legal, I put a free bet on a completely random thing, and it hit. So my wife is not going to divorce me now, and uh, we're back. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, there's an actual football game this weekend, and Arizona faces San Diego State. Should be a good matchup. I don't know if it's going to be a fun matchup, to be perfectly honest, because it's probably going to be um, a pretty ugly, low-scoring game. Both teams have aggressive defenses, which we'll get to in a minute, but... It's not as if San Diego State is setting the world on fire with its offense. Um, We will start uh, on the offensive side of the ball with the Aztecs. Um, You know, Jordan Brookshire, he went 6 of 19 with a pick um, against, uh, for 76 yards against New Mexico State. And the thing is, normally you would say, you know, oh, that's a uh, a one-off. You know, he's he's better than that, but he's, he's really not better than that. Um, I'm actually surprised that Brady Ho couldn't find a, uh, a better option than him. Last season was his first season with the Aztecs. He only completed 56% of his passes on 74 attempts, two TDs, two interceptions, um, 410 yards. So that's an average of five and a half yards a pass. He's just not very good. Uh, runs the ball a little bit, but the running averages are skewed because he gets sacked um, quite a bit. And so it's, I don't want to say he's like not talented because that would be, that would be mean. Uh, but like, for instance, uh, you know, he was only sacked twice, but um, ran the ball a little bit against uh, New Mexico State in that game. And that's really where his success was. He ran seven times for 47 yards and a touchdown, had a long of 17. Um, so you got to kind of watch out for him uh, in that regard. But if he's beating Arizona with the passing game, uh, something has gone terribly wrong. And so my guess is, just right off the bat, and I'll get to why even more in a second, Arizona's going to run blitz the heck out of San Diego State. Uh, it just makes the most sense. You know, it's a mobile quarterback, but I could see it being similar to the BYU strategy, with the main difference being that Jaron Hall is a significantly better quarterback than Jordan Brookshire. And so... 
you may even see a more aggressive Arizona team with the run fits and all that. And the biggest reason is that for everything negative I said about the quarterback, you can take the opposite and say it about their running back, uh, Greg Bell. He is a monster. Uh, second team all Mountain West. He came uh, to San Diego State with one year eligibility, and but got another rule another year because of the COVID. Um, he's only six foot, but he is legitimately good. Uh, five career 100-yard games and only 11 games total. Had four straight 100-yard rushing games at one point. Um, one of the best running backs in the country to the Senior Bowl watch list. Second-team preseason Mountain West um, by everybody. Um, probably the best offensive player, if not the best offensive player. Uh, his first season, he rushed for 637 yards on 113 attempts. That's over 5.5 yards to carry. Six touchdowns, also caught the ball 11 times for 114 yards and another touchdown. Um, he is really, really good. He's legitimate. Uh, was at Nebraska, was decent at Nebraska. Uh, ran for 104 yards against Colorado at Nebraska. Um, wound up transferring, even though he started the first three games there. It was actually at Arizona Western uh, at one point, and Arizona offered him, um, but he picked Nebraska over Arizona, ASU, and a bunch of other schools. So, he is legit, and um, simply put, he's the guy that Arizona needs to contain. I don't think they're going to stop him. If they stop him, then they are probably going to win that game uh, going away. That would just be my guess, because San Diego State is basically going to put the offensive load on, on Bell's back and say, you know, go go get him. Um, you know, you take a look at what he did last season— and he ended the season with 17 carries against BYU, but they got down in that game. Um, when they get down, they tend to go away from him. And so his max carries last season was 25 against San Jose State, but he ran for 157 against Utah State, 160 against Hawaii. Uh, Nevada did the best job of shutting him down. And what you see when teams shut him down is basically the cornerbacks are able to play man coverage, press coverage like Arizona, and they run blitz and they stop the run. And so Arizona is going to sell out and try to stop the run and basically say, look, if Jordan Brookshire can beat us, so be it. Um, and I'm here to say that I don't, I don't think he can. I just don't think he's that type of quarterback. But uh, Arizona has to be a little bit more disciplined in, in kind of what they do. Uh, in terms of wide receivers and all that, um, again, a lot of that is what you make of it in terms of the uh, the passing game. Um, you take a look at what Brookshire did. Uh, he had six receptions um, to six different guys. Actually, to five different guys. And so he'll spread the, uh, the ball out pretty well. Um, Kobe Smith is a guy where um, 6'2", 185, uh, put up good numbers, was the leading receiver last game, uh, played as a true freshman, very good route runner has three 100-yard receiving games. Uh, he's starting uh, along with a guy named Elijah Koth. Um, but again, like it goes back to what I said, you're only as good as um, you're only as good as your you know your receivers or your quarterback. Sorry, so Elijah Koth didn't do anything. Didn't have a catch in that first game. Um, B.J. Busby, Jordan Bird, Daniel Bellinger, the three Bs. I guess we can call them. Um, Busby's five eight, speedy guy, one fifty five. Um, you know, he most likely should have difficulty. Jordan Bird was out of the backfield uh, a little bit uh, more of a, a running back. I mean, he had three rushing attempts and, and one catch. So, I mean, the, the leading receiver on the game only had uh, 
you know, two <laughs> two receptions. So you, you only completed uh, six passes. So so it, it's hard to say. Look, this is the guy that um, they they need to watch out for. So there's no big dominant receiver. Um, Elijah Coth is probably the guy that they have to watch out for the most. He's six four, two ten. So he's a he's a big body, more of a, a possession type of guy, but. Uh, you know, he, he's got great hands, starting X receiver, uh, had a hand injury last year. So it, it's kind of him and, and Kobe Smith, which was the guy we mentioned before. Coth only had 111 yards and seven catches last season. So you just take a look at their overall receptions, and it's not, you know, I, I, I'm like a broken record, but they're not going to beat you in the air. And if they've beaten you in the air, uh, something has gone terribly wrong. Their, their best receiver last year was Jesse Matthews. And uh, Jesse Matthews is he's here. He's on the team, but he's another guy where you know it, it comes down to that he didn't get the ball at all in the first game. And he's six foot, had one reception for five yards last year, three twenty six and one touchdown. And he was the the best receiver on the team. Daniel Bellinger is a tight end. Um, he's probably the, the second biggest weapon. They'll have to watch out for the tight end. But the way this defense is designed, he's no better than. Uh, the tight ends that Arizona saw against BYU and, and were able to shut down. I don't think that the Arizona is going into this game saying we have to shut down Daniel Bellinger. He had 15 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns, which is solid, but he's not the type of guy that's going to kind of change um, the entire trajectory of the game. Really, when it comes down to it, uh, to put it bluntly, the, the biggest obstacle for Arizona winning this game would be the uh, would be the defensive side of the ball. San Diego State blitzes more than any team that Arizona will see this entire season, and probably more than Arizona, which um, isn't going to be a a common thing. So basically, Arizona runs the three. I'm sorry, San Diego State runs the three three five. They are aggressive as all heck, which I just said. They have ten tackles for loss, uh, for loss of thirty four yards. They had five sacks, they had three interceptions, seven pass breakups, 11 quarterback hurries, um, two forced fumbles. Like they absolutely uh, get out of it. Get Sorry, they absolutely get at it. And, and so Cameron Thomas on the, the defensive end, one defensive end, he had three and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he's a guy where, uh, you know, Arizona's going to have to account for it. That'll probably be, in my opinion, one of the bigger challenges up front. Uh, first team all Mountain West two times. He is a legitimately good pass rusher, but can also stop the run, uh, can move inside, can move outside. Um, you know, he's a more of a defensive end this season, but he has played inside. Uh, he's on the Bronco Nagurski award list. He is the guy uh, on that defensive line. Um, next to him, so they're going to play that three for five, Jonah Tavai. Um, solid, you know, not, not spectacular necessarily, but another solid player. Um, he's another run-stopper type of guy. Um, not really going to get there. And, and big blitz, he's 6 feet, 295. Solid player, not spectacular. And then uh, Keyshawn Banks is the other end. And, and so really when you're looking at the, the defensive line, it is pretty much um, Cameron Thomas. And that's, you know, what happens is is they have to you have to generate pressure. If you're going to do 3 3 five, that defensive line has to do its job, and San Diego State has a defensive line uh, that does its job. And like even with Tavai, like Tavai is, he's not going to rack up the numbers, and he may not be spectacular, 
but he is a very solid defensive lineman, and he does what they need him to do. Um, and what's interesting is, kind of a blast from the past, is Cameron Thomas' backup is Kahai Nevis. Uh, he used to be on Arizona, got into legal trouble and all that, um, and kind of had to, to move on. But he's the backup defensive end, and he'll, uh, he'll get some stats, um, sorry, some snaps as well. Noah Tumlin led the game uh, with four pass breakups, eight tackles. Um, he is their, um, he's their, basically their, one of their cornerbacks. Um, he's a redshirt sophomore. The other cornerback is Noah Avenger, who's a freshman. I would expect Arizona to kind of go after him a little bit. I like him quite a bit. Uh, I, I think that he was kind of underrated coming out of high school, went to Servite, four-year letter winner, all that, three-star, solid guy. Um, you know, had other offers, uh, legit offers from schools way to time. Had some great issues, I believe, towards the end there. But uh, he's a guy where he's a, a legitimately good corner. But again, freshman, hostile environment, first road game. Uh, they're going to go after him, I would assume. And, and he's going to be the corner where, you know, it, it's it's going to be interesting because Arizona has to make sure that they give Gunnar Cruz enough time to go downfield and, and to test that out. Because if they don't, um, it's, it's going to be a long day for Gunnar. Gunner has to get rid of the ball better than he did um, against BYU. And he wasn't awful against BYU, but he has to get rid of the ball better than he did. Because if not, um, it's going to be a very long day for him. They have a, a experienced defense. So San Diego State, you take a look. Redshirt, junior, transfer, senior, 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 grad, freshman, redshirt, senior, junior, junior, senior, senior. That's their starting lineup on defense. They are a very experienced group that plays well together. They are not easy to score against. That's why I said earlier, this is probably going to be um, an ugly game. And you take a look at the fact that they had five sacks, and it was five different guys um, that got them. And, and so, they are a, a talented team defensively. Caden McDonald at the, uh, the same linebacker, if you're looking for a linebacker to watch out for, uh, it's probably him. Big kid, 6'3", 235, originally from Texas. First team all Mountain West. Uh, he's been a player of the week before. Um, always, like, if, if you take a look, like, Anthony Pandy is similar for Arizona, where if a tackle's being made, there's a guy near the ball. It's it's him. Uh, he is one of the best linebackers probably in the country. Um, junior season uh, was preseason at 34 tackles, 9.5 tackles for loss, 4.5 sacks, 10 hurries. Three breakups, four fumbles, started all their games, was third in the conference in tackles for loss out of the linebacker position. And that's what you're going to see. Uh, run blocking, double tight end, etc. So like Michael Wiley, Drake Anderson, um, if Rocker gets snaps, they have to be able to block. I would expect Arizona to go to a lot of two tight end sets. I could see Clay Markoff playing more than he did against BYU in order to kind of counteract BYU's pressure. So... The reality is that, I mean, this game is easy to figure out, but not necessarily easy to win. And what I mean by that is the part that's easy to figure out is clear. Defensively, Arizona needs to contain Greg Bell. It's very hard to stop him. If they stop Greg Bell, they've won the game going away. If they contain him, they probably win the game anyway. Now, if they contain Greg Bell and for some random reason... Jordan Brookshire goes off, they've lost the game. Like, Brookshire can't go off. It's got to be kind of a San Diego State-esque game where maybe Bell gets 100, 110 yards, 
you know, four yards a carry, but Brookshire does nothing. You're okay with that if you're Arizona's defense. So you're going to see a lot of run blitz action from Arizona. And it'll be interesting to see if San Diego State, which I'm guessing they will, um, goes double tight end similar to what I think Arizona is going to do as well. Uh, offensively, they're going to blitz. I mean, San Diego State, the Aztecs are going to blitz like every down type of deal. It is going to be crazy. So Gunnar Cruz has to get rid of the ball. He cannot hang on to the ball. The running backs have to be able to get off and, uh, and, and see the holes. But most importantly, it's going to come down to the offensive line and the tight ends. If San Diego State is blitzing all the time, but Arizona's picking it up, Arizona's going to win this game. Like when, when a team blitzes, if you pick it up, uh, it's over. That team either can't blitz anymore or they're going to lose the game. And so Brendan Carroll has a very tough job uh, this week. And, and so my guess in terms of how the game looks, I think Arizona does a good enough job. I, I think it's going to be an ugly game, like a 20-17 to 17 type of deal. I think Arizona does win the game. Um, and, and really, you know, we can go back and analyze how and all that. But at the end of the day, it'll be the first win in 700-some-odd days. So no one will really care how it happens as long as it <laughs> – as long as it happens. So, uh, as of the time of this podcast, Arizona's favored by two. I'd probably pick them um, by a field goal. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see Jetfish's first home game. A lot of stuff they're doing. Pre-game concerts, halftime stuff, DJ in the Zona Zoo, all that. Um, so, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how many fans show up and what kind of atmosphere it is. But, either way, uh, we will have a post-game podcast on Sunday coming about Arizona versus San Diego State. And uh, it should be a good one. I'm senior editor of Wildcat Authority, Jason Sheehan, and this has been another Wildcat Scoop podcast. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.